Welcome to the Black is the New Rich podcast. I'm your host, Corey Cash, where we interview entrepreneurs and humanitarians. And today I'm very, very, very excited about our guest that we have on today. It's one of my best friends that I've known for over 20 years. He's been through blood, sweat, and tears when it comes to his career. I don't want to take too much of his shine, though. So introduce yourself. David Tyndale, thanks for having me, Corey. Uh, appreciate it, man. It's good to be here. Uh, definitely been a long time coming. So, uh, yeah, I am former basketball player, I guess, a short professional career, now a professional trainer. Um, like to say that, I, I guess, um, trained from the grassroots level up uh, as young as as long as you got a as young as you've got you a dream, dribble. <laughs> as, long, as young as you've got a dream and you've got you know a hunger towards it, I, I, I'll be there with you. But like I said, right up to the professional level. So, uh, yeah. Okay, dope. I know you don't. You're not a type of guy that likes to name drop and all. But mm-hmm. can you name me some of the players, the professional, uh, the NBA players and former NBA players that you've worked with over the years? Uh, some of the players um, I've worked with, working with currently still: uh, Josh Primo, Nick Stauskas, Corey Joseph, Andrew Nicholson. Dylan Brooks, Naz Long, um, a lot of the Canadian ones, as you can definitely see, um, doing stuff with Canada basketball, national team programs and stuff. Uh, you definitely get to be in the gym with a lot of the talent. Um, some of the other guys that are still currently in the league as well. Um, and the young ones coming up on the men's and the women's side. So, uh, the future looks really bright, especially for, uh, Canada basketball. So it's just a blessing to be a part of it and be able to be in the gym and influence them in any way I can. Okay, dope. So before we get into your current situation and training and stuff like that, let's bring it all the way back. Mm-hmm. Where did basketball start for you? Wow, basketball first started for me. Uh, I'm the youngest of, of four. I got two older brothers, an older sister, all of whom played basketball, definitely. Um, but my love for it, my mom, my mom went on a business trip to Chicago, I believe it was. And she went to like a little Michael Jordan store. Of course, he's going to have a store. Um, (laughs) And they had like a a three set uh, VHS Michael Jordan um, movie set. Michael Jordan airtime above and beyond. beyond. You definitely know, know we used to watch these a lot. But when I got those, I was probably seven or eight. And like watching it, like I was just so fascinated and just like taken by the intensity, the, the competitiveness, the fire, the drive, the, the discipline, the, the hunger, and just the, the, the movements as well at the same time, obviously, you know, obviously flawless, pretty much perfection is Michael Jordan. So seeing these things, you go outside, you want to play on your net outside, you try to imitate some of the things that you see. And, you know, it was fun. Like you, you, you kind of love it that way. And for me being the youngest, I didn't really get to play with my brothers. So that's kind of where I kind of got lost in it. Um, you know, kind of watching from the sideline and just doing my thing on my own, you know? Okay. Dope. Mm-hmm. So for the people that don't know, I'm going to say it cause I know you don't like to boost yourself, but in high school, definitely one of the best players in the city for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. When did you start to know that? Yo, I'm, I'm good at this game. Yeah. Um, for me, for me, like, again, for me, like early, obviously I, I felt like I had ability. I felt like I was, you know, I had some, some skill, but being undersized, um, you know, no matter what you do, like you can't really help it, but doubt is going to set in because you're undersized, because being undersized, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you could believe in yourself. Like, and this is, everybody's going to feel this. Like, even if you don't say it and show it, cause I definitely never showed it. Yeah. No, <laughs> but you know. like at the same time, like I felt that, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, so there was kind of that kind of holding me back, I'd say at a point. But then I think, you know, when I got to high school, my first like year was pretty, pretty good. Like in grade nine, like, you know, it was a lot of stress going into it, but you know, I 
felt like I was pretty good. And then my 10th grade year, I felt like I was a lot better. And then after 11th grade, I, I, I had an injury and I came back um, after the injury for grade 12. And I felt like my grade 12 year before doing that victory lap year was like when I realized like, yo, like I, I'm I'm really, yeah. really good. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm really good. Like, you know, the older guys you play with, you battle with, you know, when you can get one up on one of them on a day at the YMCA or something. And, you know, the guys that kind of tested you when yeah. you were going through the trenches and coming up as a player, when you get to go at them and, you know, win the day against them and outplay them game after game after game, it kind of means something to you. So you kind of realize like, you know what? Yeah, like all this competing has kind of paid off. So, I, you know, I, I feel like I've made those improvements, you know, so. Dope, mm. dope. So from Father Gates, you're playing a, you're playing high school ball at Father Gates and then you make your transition to York. What mm. was your mindset or why did you choose to stay in uh, York? So, I mean, out of high school, it was the recruitment thing was much different than it is today. For sure. Um, as I said, being an undersized guard, um, things weren't like, people didn't fall in love with you that quickly. Let's say that there was always still after the big man. There is. Yes. You know, we played with one of the most talented ones and, you know, and, and Andrew, in my opinion, the most talented big man that Canada's seen in my opinion. And, um, you know, playing with him, playing with him, like seeing how the recruitment went for him versus how, you know, it went for me, obviously, you know, different, different types of players, different positions. I realized it was going to be a little harder. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And, um, you know, everybody has to be realistic and kind of know their level. You know, I know that going south was going to kind of make or break me. Um, and I felt like staying here at the point in the way my recruiting was up to the timeline where it was, you know, uh, with the uncertainty, it was like, you know what? I think I got to have something that's set in stone. So let me just stay here. And, you know, um, someone that we've played with and looked up to in Toot Roch, um, mm-hmm. he uh, played at York as well after playing at Father Gates after being all Canadian and after having success and getting ready for a professional career himself I kind of was like this is kind of a blueprint mm-hmm. doesn't hurt to follow it you mm-hmm. know um, and you guys played together and we got together we got to play together and that some, that was something that kind of you know was valuable in itself too yeah. I learned a whole lot so um, and being close to home you know once I got to York it felt like you know I could get out of here but there was other things that were in place and happening that made me feel like, you know what, it's kind of good that I'm here. Um, my nephew, who is one of those up and coming kids in basketball out here is, um, he was getting to see me play when he was a baby and Mm -hmm. real, real young. And that kind of, you know, has stuck with him. And I know that it's stuck with him and it's affecting him in his approach to the game. So, um, that means more to me than anything, you know? Cause like in a bird's eye view now, even thinking about it, Mm -hmm. just you staying down here for your nephew, has been like it's like it was written like more, that's how it's supposed yeah, to be yeah more impactful you know what yeah, I mean? more like, impactful it the impact that's that's one thing obviously like yeah like what would i what i, what I would have felt was the best thing to do was obviously be in the states and yeah. you know when i had the opportunities to leave whatever would have been the best thing but you know i was getting my degree at the same time and you know my like i said family the support my friend circle you guys got to my people's got to see me play and put on little shows i guess in those friday Big nights shows. you know so <laughs> it was it was kind of it was kind of cool so yeah um, yeah and, and then I, again Javion being in the gym at the same time is just yeah i seen how intense he was watching he was only in a in a stroller so yeah. seeing those eyes i knew that you know there was something bigger for sure. For me. Especially so. the way it plays out now. Yeah, what's now, going on now. Yeah, so we'll see. Guy, you know, keep pushing him. You know, that young man, bless him. So for sure. For sure. Okay, so mm-hmm. take me through your pro process. Uh, mm-hmm. You went from York and then you started to play for pro uh, for a little bit. What happened there? So, yeah, after after York University, um, you know, it was tough. 
getting um, a, a job right away. Um, representation, again, this was a time where a lot of these things weren't heavy, heavy in place. There was maybe two agents out here mm-hmm. and didn't really have good representation right away. And then eventually, you know, got to connect with certain people and, um, you know, went on little tours. I went I went to China a little bit and played out there, which was great, you know, testing my talent against CBA and teams. And I went to work. I went to work against CBA teams, um, G League select teams. And I felt like, yeah, like I, I played at a very high level and I realize, you know what? No, I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going this way with my, you know, my basketball career. Cause I'm, I'm a later bloomer as it is. And I'm figuring things out more and I'm a faithful student. So, um, yeah, like things were, things were going, going up after that, you know, and, um, played with a little group out here in Toronto against, um, one of the teams in the NBL, Brampton A's. Um, and, you know, I had a very, very good showing against those guys, and um, from there, I, I signed right away professionally. I didn't really go through the whole draft or combine process. They I signed right off, away. Yeah, I signed <laughs> off of a game. And, oh, you know, um, I know I definitely realized like, yeah, I, again, this is another revelation that, hey, I'm, I'm here, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I knew it was only it was it was up. It was only up. Um, and uh, the playing career was short. You know, um, the pro career, I, I went through tough. Like it started out when I really look back, like I got a concussion in training camp. I forget this, but I got a concussion in training camp in my first year. And you know that when you go into training camp. Yes, you're the first guy they sign, but there's seven other guards <laughs> when you go to training camp. So Jeez. right away when you get hurt, it's like, oh, man, like the thoughts you in back. your mind, you go. Yes. Yeah, so now you're Rotation. at the bottom of the list. Yeah. So you got to fight your way back now. So I went through that process, which was, which was kind of, uh, you know, obviously, but that's what, what, what we're built for. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it went my way. Like I fought my way back and, you know, eventually got back into the rotation and in my first game on in Mississauga, actually against two, um, as a professional and you were there, you mm-hmm. got to see that game. Um, my first game on Canadian, on Mississauga, in Mississauga. Yeah. It just, it just so happened that, you know, I, I was playing my best game to date at this point And I went through a pretty bad injury, um, where I tore my meniscus, like completely pretty much lateral medial. And, um, from there it was, it was an uphill battle, you know? So go through that injury, you know, you, 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 you start going up, you know, and then you hit rock bottom with the injury. And then I got a surgery done and the rehab process began, which was something that, you know, I definitely obsess over and I like the process and I like the, uh, again, the discipline that it, that it takes, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So went through that process, um, got myself back from the injury and, you know, realized that there was something still going on with my knee and, um, that kind of led to another setback where, you know, I had to go back under the knife and which kind of meaning gave, surgery. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which gave me more insight as to what was really going on, which was the surgery wasn't done as it should have been done initially. And um, there was kind of more damage that had been done. Let's Jeez. just say that. So from there, it kind of, you know, it kind of was was really frustrating. And, you know, the damage had gotten pretty bad. And, you know, advice from a surgeon that I had had, got, had at the time was, you know, just, yeah, definitely get yourself back to it. But, you know, it's going to be tough to continue to do this at the level you're doing it at with the state of your knee, mm-hmm. you know, zero cartilage pretty much at this point. And early arthritis is not something that you want to play with, especially if you're a small, smaller guard, creating space, explosiveness, you know, it's not something that has, says longevity. It's, it's high know? impact. Yeah. So for me, joints. again, like I, I got myself back from the injury. Don't get me wrong. I rushed. I have regrets about it to this day. I wish I took more time, you know, but 
part of the pressures, you know, especially in those times, not as much guidance is, you know, get back on the court. You know, you gotta, you gotta make sure you're playing quicker, quicker, quicker. You need to be playing. You can't sit. You can't sit. So I felt like I kind of, even though I wasn't feeling great, you know, after the second surgery, I felt like I kind of rushed back and, you know, I got to play, but it got to a point where it was like the pain was so much worse. The recovery rate was so much slower. And it was like, like swelling knees. Yeah. Swelling knees can't bend past shit. I want to say 90 can't bend past 110 degrees. Um, you know, can't walk down the stairs. Yeah. And it is just the reality of like, again, my, the joint was, was completely compromised and there was more time that was needed to heal. And now the things that we know now about natural medicine, obviously, and those things would have definitely helped me to, you know, get back to it a little bit quicker for sure. But for me, again, it was a choice at that point. Like, you know, do I want to continue to do this? Do I want to be able to move freely? Um, longer i mean you know walk away from the game still try and find some involvement but kind of walk away and kind of have a different um uh position position in it you know what i mean mm-hmm. so yeah they, that's how the pro career went it was just a couple of years and the professional career in a different way began uh pretty much right after that you know yeah. so yeah okay so take me through the mindset of knowing that you know what this game is short it, for you is a little bit short lived or your pro mm-hmm. career is short lived. Take me through the mindset and how you take me through the mindset of you being at, I guess, what would you call it? The bottom the and how bottom. you rock bottom yeah. and how you like got yourself out for people that are in the same type of Absolutely. situations. Absolutely. Well, you know, rock bottom is obviously is no joke. People want to act like, no, no, every, that rock bottom is real. And what were you your know, thought process? Where are you yeah, going through? I, I, uh, I hated basketball. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Hated it. I hated myself. I hated everyone. I I, like, that's the number one. I had a lot of anger. That's, that's for sure. I had a lot of anger, but then with that came like a sadness, a depression. And, you know, like, honestly, I was suicidal at a point. Like I didn't want to be here anymore. And I, I, I I can say I was drinking a lot more, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot more like full, full wine bottles a day. You know, those days it was literally just, you know, sorrows. So, Mm You know, it kind of it kind of was a dark place and, you know, getting out of it was was tough. Obviously, it took like people close to me pushing me in, into, you know, right, right, the right directions and, you know, proper advice. But for me, like what I ultimately knew where I would find kind of that piece was still being around the game and in a different capacity, as I said. So, you know, coaching and training and doing skill development was um, something that was super, super valuable for me to, you know, stay stay in it and get over it. If you want to say, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's still a process. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something that's happens overnight. Yeah, it's done. It's still a, it's still a process. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this day, it's still something that I was telling, I was telling, I was telling Alan Bubba that, you know, I have dreamed I'm still going for 50. I, swear yeah. God. Yeah. I said that to him today. I, yeah. I swear, I swear to you, I said yeah. that. So, you know, those kind of feelings and those visions or the detachment of it or what could have been or what I should have done or those feelings still come up. But I know the impact, as I said, with, with the now is so much, so much greater. So for someone that's kind of going through similar situations where Mm -hmm. their basketball career is kind of coming to an end there, Mm -hmm. would you say like there's light at the end of the tunnel? Absolutely. And you know, there's, there's so many avenues, right. And you know, with the game, obviously the game teaches you so much different things. You know, it's not just about the game, you know, within it, there's so many different skills that you're learning. There's so many different connections that you make. Like basketball is a family, as we all know this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So along the way, like, again, 
my advice for anybody along the way, remember the people that you meet, remember them, keep them close, especially the ones that impacted you. Because again, when it comes to life, those people are going to have you as well and help you get through things and kind of push you in the right directions. You know what I mean? And again, give you kind of a piece where, you know, you can still have involvement and, you know, grow with the game as well. But also Mm -hmm. again, find peace with the game, you know? So yeah, like with, with, with basketball, obviously the community now, like going back to days in high school, I'm seeing, opportunities being presented to myself from opposing coaches, people that we played against guys. We, you know, that coached against us mm-hmm. when we had no idea or thought process that someone in this community would be kind of push me in the direction here or there, or trying to give me more positions in this game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So again, it's, 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 it's more than just a game again, like when you're in it, treat it like again, a, a family and a network and build with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you don't feel left completely empty when it's done because yeah. That's what I feel a lot of people feel like when the playing is done, it's just over. Yeah. You know, but it's, it, it shouldn't be, you know, it shouldn't be. So there's a lot more. There's a lot more. There's okay. so much more. So mm-hmm. how would you say that, uh, uh, playing the bas- game of basketball relates to life, everyday life? Wow. Well, life, life has a lot of, well, for me and like playing style obviously creates a different approach, a mindset in terms of how you feel the relation is, mm-hmm. um, but basketball is about creativity, in my opinion, and like figuring it out. And I know life has a lot of that in it, a lot of figuring it out. You know what I mean? Like things aren't just what they are. Like you're not stuck. There's ways around things. And, you know, for me, that's why I approach the game. So that's how I also now approach life in a way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Roadblocks and things that you face, you know, you can always overcome. There's another game, if you want to say, mm-hmm. um, as it relates Next to basketball. Play. Yes, exactly. That type of mentality. But as I said before, the different things in life skills that that basketball teaches in terms of, you know, the discipline, the structure, the regimen, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're serious. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. We're talking elite basketball right here. Right. Like that's what we're talking like yeah. that regimen, the discipline, the the approach, the the that structure to just how you live your life in your days, mm-hmm. it should revolve around basketball completely. If you want to, if you want, if you want to talk for real, if you're an elite basketball player, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, you know, that, that overall just being all in on something, you know, when it comes to life, it kind of helps you a lot more. So, you know, there's no half stepping, you know, if you're trying to be elite in basketball, there's no half stepping, like how, how, how far can you take this? If you want to say, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's just really the grind, right? It's just really the grind. And that's really what, you know, the game is about. And that's what, that's what life that's what is about. Life is about. Yeah. You know for what I mean? Sure. For, for me, again, and that's one way of putting it. So there's, yeah. there's so many different ways that there's, you know, parallels, but you know, again, basketball is just, it's, it's the, obviously it's the, to me, I'm not going to lie. It's obviously the greatest game. It's the mm-hmm. most entertaining game. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's an art form. It's expression. Um, it's all of that, you know, and, let your game speak is, is, is one of the biggest things, you know, for, for me as well, you know, like anything you feel in life, the basketball court is a place where you can, you know, kind of let it out be free. And, yeah, and be free, sure. you know, like it's, 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 it's amazing. So more, it's, it's so many connections, so many parallels again, but, um, yeah, ball is life, bro. You know what I'm like that's it. Ball, that's is, it. Life. ball is life. Yeah. yeah. Facts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for the people that, um, have never seen you train and obviously I got the privilege to see you train and this is one thing that I always notice when I watch you like whether you're training the pros or someone in the NBA or training little seven-year-olds mm-hmm. you're at the same intensity mm-hmm. you will talk the same way <laughs> yeah and coach them the same way, yeah. with grit and hard like you know yeah. Yeah. why 
What, what, how well, do you describe your even teaching style? Yeah, it's, it's toughness and it's an intensity, definitely. And it's, it's trying to, again, bring more out of who's in the gym. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, is if you're in the gym with me, I'd hope you are chasing something. That's all I'm going to say. Like, I'd hope you're trying to take this game somewhere if you're signing up. You know what I mean? So if you're signing up and you're trying to take this game somewhere, let's take it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And like, what, don't waste your time. Yeah, don't waste your time. Because my thing is, you know, it's quality over everything. You know, it's game reps. It's 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 assimilation. You have to simulate what you're going to experience in a game. So, you know, if you're not going at that speed, I'm going to let you know about it. If you're not dipping your shoulder the right way, I'm going to let you know about it. Mm-hmm. If you're not getting the right energy transfer popping up like a game winner on that shot, I'm going to let you know about it. Fatigue is going to set in, but that's the war and that's the grind, right? So mm-hmm. for me, again, like that accountability piece and and trying to bring the most out of clients I work with is is something that, again, like maybe while they're going through it, they don't necessarily like it, but the proof is in the pudding. You know what I'm saying? Like when they step onto the court and they're getting things that they didn't think that they could get before and it's happening, it's like, oh, wow. Like, mm-hmm. you know, almost forcing my hand, if you want to mm-hmm. say so. You know, if you're gonna be a client of mine, I'm 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 hoping that I'm gonna close you as a client and that's how I how I close. Because I'm seeing kids say. that like, you know, they started off a little bit like I don't I don't wanna say they're not as good, but maybe yeah. just, you know, not as skilled as like some other kids their age. Yeah. Then I'll come back like three months later <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, yo, this no, kid is sick. No, but that's 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 how it goes. It's consistency, you know what I mean? And once you've built a connection, yes, like I'm not gonna first time I'm seeing someone start barking at them and tell them, mm-hmm. What the fuck? Like yeah go faster. You're shit. Like, no, are you shit? Like I'll ask kids, are you shit? <laughs> if you want me to tell you the truth? I'll ask some kids, are you shit? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're not. So then don't move like that. Exactly. You know? Cause that's, it's a standard mm-hmm. ultimately. That's, and that's what it's about, right? If you're, if you're going to lower your standard and do bullshit reps or slow reps or not, not high quality reps, then I'm going to let you know about it because that's not beating a good defender. Mm-hmm. That's not beating the, the guy that you struggled scoring against last game. Mm-hmm. Cause if you're not thinking like that, then what are you even in, what are you even in this gym for mm-hmm. to train? You know what I mean? So that's something that I, you know, I I'm very serious about because growing up, not having trainers per se, um, it sucks, you know, because we take, we take it there ourselves. You take it yeah. there. You're simulating that yourself, full speed yourself, on your own and if that's what you're doing like yeah without somebody and these kids have somebody right in front of them and they're still not doing it sums off it's tough you know yeah. max effort max 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 energy good attitude about it and that's it you know will work okay dope so what do you okay we're in a saturated saturated market for everything like yeah. even like photography videography yeah. basketball trainers all types of yeah. um different um careers mm-hmm. What separates the good trainers from the great trainers, in your opinion? Mm, okay. Well, trainers, like, again, there's, there's people say it all the time, like Instagram trainers or, you know what I mean? People, people that do things for show, mm-hmm. um, with any, with anything where you're providing a service in health or, uh, where you're tr- trying to provide growth, there needs to be a needs analysis. Number one, like what mm. does what my that? player need? Oh, what does my player need? Like, what what do they need? Where where can they improve? And and also for me, it's like having a plan of attack, right? These are the these are just basic things to start with. Mm-hmm. Having a plan of attack because again, there's people that don't plan. If you're not planning, that's a problem. Like I am someone. If I go to my like whether it's notes in my phone, notebooks, like I have different places where I have my stuff and mm-hmm. I know where it is and I organize it a certain way. Mm-hmm. 
There's some people that have never written anything down and everything is off the top. Yes, there's times for that. Be creative. But if you know your client, you can be creative. Yeah. Because you've repped it. You've, this is, you study what you do, right? But yeah. again, those are all part of the whole thing. Like if you're not studying, if you're not, a, if, you're, if you're a great trainer, you're studying. You're and studying. what are you studying exactly? You're studying, you're studying, for example, if you're training high school kids, let's put it this way. If you're training high school kids that are trying to go to the next level, Okay. One, what are elite skills that are needed at the next level? Mm -hmm. So are you watching the college game at that next level oh, yeah, that true. that player like, is supposed to be? Direct next level. Exactly. Uh, They're direct next level. Like, cause everybody has a goal, right? Our goal is to level up. Our goal is not to be here and to stay here. Our goal is, okay, especially if you're in the game is, yeah, I want, I either want to get a bigger, if you're at the highest level, I need a bigger contract, whatever mm -hmm. it may be. You're trying to level There's up somehow, next level, yeah, right? Yeah. So Again, if you're training, like you have to look at your next level. Yeah. You know what I mean? And study that next level. Like I said, necessary skill sets for position. These are things, as I say, as a part of a needs analysis. You can't just make player A do what player C does because he's never going to do that. <laughs> yeah, player C, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. those kind of things are, are super basic things, but very, very important. Um, and a trainer has to be, be willing to tell the player what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. True. And not feel bad, bad. about it. You know, um, again, if they're not doing it good enough, I feel like they need to know that because if they don't know that, then they're going to think that they're not good enough is good enough. And then when they're going to get to another level where everybody's doing good enough, like real good enough, mm -hmm. they're not going to last. And that translates to life. And that translates to life. Yeah. Right. It's like I said, it's the effort. It's the focus. It's the 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 trying. Like, you know what I mean? Like. You, you can't not try. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like some people always are leaving some in the tank and like that kind of mentality. Again, it's just is if you're willing to let people leave some in the tank, like you're not willing. You don't really want them to be great. Yeah. You don't really want them to get the most out of it. You know what I mean? So that's that's another part of it. Like you got to be able to push your clients. You know what I mean? Push your your, your, your athletes. That's 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 a must. You know what I mean? Um, make them uncomfortable. And and again, obviously, the communication piece is a part of this as well. It's not just drill. I'm just going to just kill this person and push them. Yeah, no, you have to also be able to communicate well, you know, very specific. Um, my brand is details matter. So the language is super, super important in helping kids of different learning styles grasp different things, you know, mm -hmm. all together, whether it's a group environment, individual, but again, to get the most out of their sessions, making them want more mm -hmm. and to always be consistent as clients. You know what I mean? So, mm. so like, I remember, like, even me playing, like, sometimes I'd have the up and downs of just, like, my mentality if I have an off-shooting game. Like, how do yeah. you, how do you, how do you teach kids to, like, ha like, toughen up their mentality or stay, mm. like, you know, stay hard? Shoot. See, as you say, yeah. I was, I was very similar too. you know, I mean, I get down on myself for sure. Like, it would get, get me in my head. But now it's like, you know, the whole, <laughs> it's funny, we talk about breathing and, and stuff a lot more now. Wish we talked about it more growing up. Jeez, yeah. Um, but within within sessions, it's, it's crazy. I've I got specific kids that I definitely have to have them do some box breaths during mm -hmm. sessions. You what know? is that exactly? So say in for four, in for four, hold for four, out breathing. for four, mm -hmm. right? Breathing, mm -hmm. breathing techniques and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Just to center themselves, you know what I mean? Um, I don't tolerate any bad body language, whether it's slouching shoulders off of a missed shot, whether it's rolling eyes, whether it's those, I don't tolerate them at all. You know, it's a complete poker face mentality um, for me. It's it's I've complete, <laughs> it's a complete, like you're hunting shots because like I said, my camp is my camp and the people I train mm -hmm. in the way of, I've approached the game as a, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to still have the big kahunas to take a shot, even though I've maybe missed all these shots and I'm still going to want to take this with the same confidence. And I'm going to believe I'm going to make it, even if it's tough, high degree of difficulty, that mentality, like, 
I don't know. I can't shake that because it's like, how do you expect to do that if you're not training like that? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. So I mean, that mindset of, you know, hunting a next shot, not concerning with the miss, not concerning with how things are going and just playing till zero um, throughout my sessions from start to finish, the intensity doesn't drop, as we said. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of the ways that I keep it definitely in check and help the kids with that. You know, mm-hmm. um, like mantras is something that I'll do with the kids as well. You know, for me as a player, I used to have things later in my career, not early. I learned these things a lot later. Um, things that I would read to myself before practices, before workouts, um, before games, just as an identity piece, like who am I as a player? What do I do? What do I bring to the table? You know what I mean? Because yeah, you're gonna have games where you don't feel like you should take that shot. No, I'm not passing up transition pull up threes because that's what I do. Yeah, that's what I that's what I did. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not gonna pass up opportunities to push the ball in transition. I'm not gonna pass up opportunities to drive and dish and tr- create easy finishes for my bigs. Yeah, Don't, those are identity pieces that you need to remind yourself. So the foot's on the gas. You know, the game comes and it's it's kill mode immediately. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that kind of that kind of uh, uh, exercise is something, you know, and it varies for different players. because Every player is different. If it's a shooter, like I'm not passing up open shots, I'm going to have the same confidence. I'm not going to show bad body language after a miss. These are just examples. But those kind of exercises have been so valuable for for certain kids and certain athletes just to build that mindset. They weren't doing this just no, 10 years ago. No, not all. at all. But again, like if your mind's not right. None of this Nothing's shit matters. Right. Nothing matters. You know what I'm saying? Like on the court, if you're thinking too much, if you're doubting yourself, if you're not believing in yourself, like nothing matters. Mm-hmm. Like, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's that having the mind to be kind of up, up to par with, you know, what you're doing out there and your skill set just makes you even that much more dangerous. So, you know, those things kind of help. And again, it's a, it's a journey. Like I said, it's a journey. So we're all, we're all in it, you know, but facts. Yeah, for sure. What are some qualities that uh, parents should look for when uh, looking for a trainer for their kid? Mm-hmm. Qualities for um, a trainer that you're looking for? Well, one definitely is, you know, little things again, punctuality, mm-hmm. organization, um, like we said, communication skills, um, toughness, um, obviously being conditioned. I mean, and again, I think you got to be conditioned. You got to yeah, be in shape <laughs> for sure, you know, Um you know, again, playing career, how far they've gone. Do they have to been a professional? I'm not going to sit there and say they do because, you know, they have to be a student. That's the number one. You, you, you got to be a student in the game and you got to be someone who's obsessed with their craft and has work ethic. You know what I mean? Um, willing to willing to push your child, willing to push themselves to push your child, whether it's 6 a.m.s, you know, and I've done some of those with different kids. By any means, mm-hmm. like pretty much is the mentality. By any means, mm-hmm. we are getting in. Be by any means. It does not matter if we have to. We'll make it happen. You know what I mean? So that mentality is is, is important because you know they're reliable. You know they'll go to bat, and you know that you know um, your kid's going to get in the gym. Your kid's going to get better mm-hmm. for sure. Okay, dope. Mm-hmm. And so for the new trainers coming up, what do you think uh, the best way to get clients is? Because with any industry, it's hard to get clients at the start. Uh, mm-hmm. What are some techniques or, or strategies to go about Shoot. that. I mean, or what did you do? Getting, yeah. Getting client. Wow. I mean, it's funny, like just to think about like where I started, like with, when I started training, you know, it was just, you know, working with my bro, my homie, um, Justin over at dream chase doing stuff with him popping in, mm-hmm. you know, we we're doing our thing. It was not really, you know, a structured thing like that per se, you know, the, the, the rates that the kids are paying, even just to think about those things. It's just like, man, like what the hell, like what were we doing? But again, once you feel like you believe in what you do, if you believe in your work, 
you know, obviously you could slowly up your price. And again, believing in your work and 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 actually and mastering putting, in the, putting in the work to get yeah. better at your work is super important. So, you know, for me, it was a process. And just like the game, like I approached training the same way. Like I want to try, it's, like, it's not a competitive thing with other trainers, but it's more with myself. Like I want to push myself to, be better, learn more, know more, be more knowledgeable, be able to help people better, mm-hmm. be able to get people better, um, different approaches, whatever it is. Like I said, they got to be a student. They got to study. So um, studying, number one, was was super, super important for me to continue to get better. And obviously the mentality of getting myself out there and, and, and being seen. You know, mm-hmm. I got to a point where I told myself I'm not going to say no to any opportunity to train, to get someone better, even if it didn't pay me a lot, even if it paid me nothing mm-hmm. even if i came out of pocket <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah, like yeah. i wasn't going to turn on the opportunity because in the end of the day it was an opportunity for me to close some a client one you weren't chasing the money my, you were chasing, chasing opportunity opportunity yes yeah. work on my craft um and get more experience doing what i'm doing you know what i mean mm-hmm. so yeah like that like i said now now it's a little different it's not like i can say yes to everything but you know going through that that point where there was no no's and it was just like, let's go all in and let's really believe in it and believe in myself and put the work in. Let's just see where it can go. So, you know, it, it grew from there. That's oh, for sure. Yeah. In addition to obviously, you know, not saying no, once opportunities continue to come, um, obviously the platform and the media side of things is definitely super important. Like what you're putting out there has to be clean, has to be purposeful. And like I said, Instagram trainers, people putting out nonsense, crazy ass <laughs> drills, shit that makes no sense. Um, is again, that for clout or it's, is it's that, what is clout that for? Is, I mean, they, maybe their inspo is coming from the wrong places. Maybe their muse is the wrong person. Maybe they haven't gotten that reality check. Um, but at the same time, it's like, again, that also has to be an important, is an important piece because shoot, that's the era we're in. And that's where a lot of clients are coming from. So what you're putting out there is definitely, definitely important. It has to be, be of substance. You know what I mean? And again, people put out a lot, people rapid fire a lot, and that's nothing wrong with that too. Cause yeah. your presence is there. Yeah. But if you're not doing all that, at least you're putting stuff that is quality. Like I said, quality over quantity is super important for me. And you know, um, that's worked for me for sure. Okay. Dope. Mm-hmm. Actually, how do you handle all your DMs? Cause I'm sure oh. your phone goes off like so crazy. So now those DM days are pretty much over. Do not DM me if you're trying <laughs> to do a workout. I'm not really yeah. going to answer, but like, um, now, you know, the emails, um, I have, um, a manager, uh, in Caitlin, very good friend of mine from high school, um, beyond the Jersey. Definitely. I got to represent a little bit. Um, yeah, she definitely has been a a huge weight off my back in terms of, you know, managing emails, invoicing, setting up workouts, gyms, uh, sponsorships, anything, whatever it may be. Um, she has handled that for me, um, at a high level. So all I got a concern with at this point is showing up, knowing who I'm training and training them. Um, whereas, you know, marketing things, putting things out there, you know, it's more, you know, people are reaching out, it's getting handled and it's going to get set up and I'm going to get in the gym with them. So, um, that's, like I said, huge, huge way. And you got to realize that you can't handle everything on your own. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. You need it. You need to build a team. It's definitely, you know, um, it doesn't have to be a huge team, but it starts somewhere. And mm-hmm. as long as it's going to help you produce more and it's definitely helped me. So beyond the Jersey, believe me. Okay. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Caitlin. Mm-hmm. So you've been through um, the lowest of the lows with this game and the highest of the highs. Mm-hmm. When it's all said and done with the game of basketball, um, how do you want to leave your impact? What is it going to look like? Wow. Well, with, with me, like basketball in this country, again, it's came such a long way to me, like 
from player to trainer slash coach now mm-hmm. seeing that coming up like just the progression in it is just unbelievable so for me um with this game especially in this country i want to be like a major impact obviously on you know producing more talent mm-hmm. obviously from a player standpoint um creating more professionals of course men's and women's side mm-hmm. and you know national program more success for them that's super huge obviously if Canada can do more at the national level. Um, but also from a trainer's trainer's perspective, I want to, you know, create better coaches mm. and help, you know, people develop better because it's all about paying it forward. And, you know, the better coaches we have across the, the country, you know, better the better players, players we're going to have yeah. across the country. So, you know, just, just growing the development piece, you know, is something that I feel that I want to definitely put my foot, foot on uh, in terms of impact. Um, cause the development piece was everything to me growing up, you know, um, staying in the gym, mm. working, putting in hours and trying to perfect your craft. So, you know, we have to have coaches that are doing that and helping kids and pushing kids to do all that and max their potential. So, yeah, that's big for me. Okay, dope. So we're uh, every every episode, we're going to ask two questions to everybody. All right? mm. And one of them is, what is the worst advice that you've gotten and what is the best advice you've gotten in life? And you don't have to name drop, obviously. Oh, okay, no. <laughs> So which way start, start with the best or the worst? Start with the uh, whatever you want. It's cool. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the best advice first. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. Uh there's things that are relatable to, to things I'm doing now. You know, I'll say I'll say two different. I'll say two for the best advice. I gotta cool. say two. Yeah, so yeah, no worries. One one of the things, um, you know, was said to me like when I was probably in high school was like perfect practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're not perfect. Yeah, we're obviously not perfect. But yeah. like practicing with that intent, focus and with perfection in mind mm-hmm. is going to get you where you need to where go. you need to go. And, you know, that stuck with me in terms of, you know, my approach to how I do a lot of things. Like I'm a very detailed person. I've always kind of been that way. And, you know, with the training thing now, like that accountability piece to to the kids like every rep is a game rep it's quality it's your best and you know thinking like that having that mindset just give just giving a fuck like yeah. really just give a fuck you know what yeah. i'm saying like that's that's the best way to put it that's everything to me now so um you know that definitely that definitely stuck home yeah, and yeah. you know is it, it's it's channeled now it used to cause me stress that perfectionist nonsense used to cause me a lot of stress but you know you obviously know that's not reality yeah. but you're you're aiming as high as you can aim that's it you know what mm-hmm. i mean um another piece of really good advice is you know it, it, it's it's about the work ethic side uh, side as well and i was probably around similar age actually i was around a similar age and it was just ultimately about like what is your competition doing right mm. outwork your competition so Outwork who works the hardest, ultimately, you know, mm-hmm. and he'd always talk about it was a trainer specifically as the first person, like a weight, a body, body or a strength trainer. If you want to say, yeah. God, I went there, did pushups. I couldn't listen. <laughs> I was probably seventh, eighth grade. I think we went there like twice <laughs> to train. It was far away. It, was, it wasn't close. I think I did 50 pushups the first time I went there in grade seven, six or seven, seven. And I couldn't straighten my arm for. I remember that. You remember that? Yeah, I remember okay, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> for that, a little while. Yeah, and but but regardless, we only went there a couple of times. Just the, the you know just how good when you're growing up, yeah, yeah. accessibility. You know, you don't have the right 
things in place, you know, family got to work if you can't really get there. But either way, um, the advice I got in the couple of times that I did go there was definitely just to outwork who works the hardest. You know what I mean? And to think about what is somebody doing in this place or that place or that place when the times where you don't feel like working, you're not always going to feel good. You know, that's another thing. You're not always going to feel like, oh, tip top. Like, let's do this. Like, yes, let's mm-hmm. get to work. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just got to get put your head down and still work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that kind of has helped me a lot, too, because, you know, even for myself on bad days, you got to keep going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying on on days where, you know, your body doesn't feel like it. Sometimes you got to still push through your mood may not be. Sometimes you got to push through. Yes, we need our breaks. But sometimes you got to still push through. The show must go on, especially Facts. if it's lights, camera, action. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, you know, I definitely help my kids with that too. Like leave, leave the baggage and just try to escape in the game and just, you know, keep going regardless. Cause you want to outwork. That's all. That's ultimately it because it's all about getting that upper hand, you know, if you, if you want to say, so Dope. that was definitely some good advice to me. And again, it's all as it relates to the game. So, uh, for sure. Um, bad advice, <laughs> bad advice. I'm going to say, I'm going to say a different kind of side to this. I don't think I've necessarily gotten bad advice. Um, cause you know, it's only really, really, really bad advice. If I took it for one, I feel like I've had yeah, pretty, enough, pretty good enough judgment to kind of filter out like things I should and shouldn't do. Decisions I've made, I've kind of made on my will, if you want to say that were, you know, good or bad, if you want to say. So, <laughs> um, you know, all learning experiences and, and growth came yeah. out of the things that, you know, we've gone through. So sure. I'd say all the advice, I'd say all the advice I've, I've, I've gotten and taken, taken, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, taken, yeah. <laughs> uh, has been has been pretty solid, and w- there was a reason for it, you know. So dope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want to play this five years um, from now, um, mm-hmm. just because I want to make a prediction. So where do you see yourself five years from now? Five years from now, wow, five years. It's gonna creep up quick. Yeah, too. it creeps. It creeps. <laughs> Um, no, nah, definitely. I mean, definitely involved with the game, um, national program at a higher level. Um, you know, training still definitely training a lot more professionals produced. Um, you know, um, I feel like I'm still going to be wanting to be on the court for a little longer than I, you know, think I should be on the court for, but you know, five years, I definitely still be in shape. Definitely. That's not a question, but you know, I feel like I want to get involved a lot more from a coaching standpoint. Oh, okay, cool. Like years down the road, I feel, you know, I'll start to like head coaching, assistant coaching. Yeah, or like a to trade. that level a little, yeah. a little bit more, yeah. um, you know, uh, definitely that facility training, one of the having one of the best high performance training places, um, you know, for, for basketball athletes to get better, yeah. um, you know, from from all around, from all around. I've seen myself traveling the world, coaching the game and, and, oh, and teaching the game. You know, it's something that was was starting to brew a whole lot before COVID hit. And then, you know, kind of had to put the brakes on for the travel thing. But, you know, just influencing the game at a global level Mm -hmm. um, more and having a bigger impact with it for sure, for sure, is something that I see five years from now. So, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. That's a that was a great interview. That's a Mm -hmm. wrap. But before you go, I just want to. I just want you to give um, everybody your socials and obviously do not DM him. <laughs> Don't do it because he will not answer. Not so where can anyone reach you? Uh, Instagram, just be underscore DT. Um, also, there's another page, details matter. So D-T-A-I-L-S matter. Uh, that's, all, that's the handle on Instagram. It has a lot of video content. Again, you can stay tuned. Check those things out. A lot of, a lot of uh, 
positive things, uh, messages, uh, videos, things that you could learn from, of course. If you want to email, uh, detailsmatter905 at gmail.com. Dope. And for everybody, that's the first episode. Please hit that subscribe button because I'm uh, I'm on a race to get to a thousand subscribers so we can get this monetized. And that's episode one. Enjoy.